Hello. This is Weekly Farmer News Review from Farmer Vibe. I'm Bertha and thanks for joining us today. The marketing approval of Sinoceltecas new anti-CD20 monoclonal antibody repertimab aroused the attention of the industry in China this week. While the clinical trial application of the AK-130 injection developed by another Chinese company Akeso was accepted, making it the first and the only TIGIT and TGF beta bispecific antibody under research in the world. Other pharma news collected this week features 26 pieces of information covering topics on drug review, R&D, business and listing. First let's focus on marketing applications of the NMPA in China. On August 30th, the NMPA official website revealed that Repertimab, a new anti-CD20 monoclonal antibody, developed by Sinoceltec, had been put on the market. It is for the treatment of newly diagnosed adult patients with CD20-positive diffuse large B-cell non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, with the international prognosis index of 0-2, combined with the standard CHOP chemotherapy. Repertimab is the second biological drug of Sinoceltec that has been approved for marketing, following the recombinant coagulation factor 8. On September 2, the NMPA official website revealed that AstraZeneca's application for new indications of the SGLT2 inhibitor, dapagliflozin tablets, had been approved. It is for the treatment of adult patients with chronic kidney disease with a risk of progression. It can reduce the estimated risk of continuous decline of the glomerular filtration rate, progression to end-stage renal disease, death from cardiovascular diseases, and hospitalization with heart failure, regardless of whether these patients have type 2 diabetes or not. Previously, this indication had been approved by the FDA on April 30th. On the same day, the NMPA official website revealed that the new indication of the rivaroxaban tablets of Bayer had been approved for marketing. It is for the treatment of patients with the peripheral arterial disease undergoing peripheral vascular reconstruction to reduce the risk of major thrombotic vascular events. Rivaroxaban is an oral drug with high selectivity and the direct inhibitory factor of XA. Still, on the same day, the NMPA official website revealed that Novartis's omalizumab monoclonal antibody pre-filled injection and home-use preparation, was approved for marketing. It is for the treatment of children aged 6 and above, adolescents, and adults, with moderate to severe persistent allergic asthma, which could not be effectively controlled, after the inhaled glucocorticoid, and long-acting inhaled beta-2 adrenergic receptor agonist treatment. The approval indicates that patients can be injected at home without going to the hospital, and thus control asthma symptoms more conveniently quickly, and effectively. On August 31, the CDE accepted the marketing application of the JAK3 inhibitor, perficitinib, developed by Astellas Pharma, for the treatment of rheumatoid arthritis. This is also the first JAK3 inhibitor declared for marketing in China. Perficitinib is a selective JAK3 inhibitor, independently developed by Astellas Pharma, and was first approved for marketing in Japan in March 2019. The indication approved is for the treatment of patients with rheumatoid arthritis, including the prevention of structural joint injury, with insufficient responses to conventional therapies. The NMPA also issued approval for four clinical trial applications during the week. 
On August 30, the CD official website revealed that the clinical trial application of the AK-130 injection of Akeso had been accepted. It is for the treatment of tumors. This is the first and the only TIGIT and TGF beta by specific antibody under research in the world. AK-130 is a bispecific antibody independently developed by Akeso, which can target TIGIT and TGF beta immunosuppressive receptors simultaneously. On September 2, the CD official website revealed that the clinical trial application of ASC-61 tablets developed by Ascletis had been accepted. It is for the treatment of solid tumors. ASC-61, an oral drug independently developed by Ascletis, is a PDL1 small molecule inhibitor prodrug. ASC61A, the active metabolite of ASC61, ASC is a powerful and highly selective inhibitor, which can block the interaction of PD1 and PDL1 by inducing the formation and endocytosis of PDL1 dimer. In August 2022, Ascletus announced that the first patient was dosed in a phase 1 clinical trial of ASC61 ASC in the United States. On the same day, the CD website revealed that the clinical trial application of LM305 for injection of Larnova medicines had been accepted, which was the first ADC drug targeting GPRC5D to enter the clinical development phase in the world. GPRC5D is a member of the G-protein-coupled receptor family. In July 2022, the FDA approved the clinical trial application of LM305 for the evaluation of the safety tolerance, pharmacokinetics, and preliminary antitumor activity of LM305 in patients with multiple myeloma. On September 2, the CD website revealed that the Phase 1 clinical trial application of IMG004, jointly developed by Hutchmed and Inmagine had been accepted. IMG004 is a non-covalent reversible third-generation BTK inhibitor, discovered by Hutchmed. It is specially designed for inflammatory and autoimmune diseases that usually require long-term treatments and is characterized by strong efficacy, high selectivity, and brain osmosis. In May 2022, the clinical trial application of IMG004 was approved by the FDA for the indication of multiple sclerosis. Two drugs were given priority review by the NMPA. On August 29, the CD official website revealed that it proposed to include oralabrutinib, a BTK inhibitor, independently developed by InnoCare Pharma, in the priority review. It is for the treatment of adult patients with relapsed or refractory marginal zone lymphoma who have accepted at least one kind of treatment before. At present, no BTK inhibitor has been approved for the treatment of marginal zone lymphoma in China. On August 29, the CD official website revealed that sujimalimab, a PDL1 antibody of Stone Pharmaceuticals, had been given priority review. It is for the single drug treatment of relapsed or refractory extranodal natural killer T cell lymphoma. At present, no PD1 or PDL1 antibody has been approved for the treatment of this disease, and sujimalimab is expected to be the first immunosuppressant against it in the world. As for the breakthrough therapy, on August 29, the STEES official website revealed that it proposed to include the teclistamab injection of Janssen, a subsidiary of Johnson & Johnson, in the breakthrough treatment varieties. It is for the treatment of adult patients 
with relapsed or refractory multiple myeloma, who have received at least the three-line treatment before. Such previous treatments include a proteasome inhibitor, an immunomodulator, and an anti-CD38 monoclonal antibody. On August 29, the CDE website revealed that it proposed to include STSP0601, a coagulation factor X activator, independently developed by Sun, in the breakthrough treatment varieties. It is for the treatment of hemorrhage, of hemophilia A or B patients, with inhibitors. STSP0601 is the first coagulation factor X activator, with independent intellectual property rights in China. The Phase 1 clinical trial application was approved for the first time in July 2019. On the FDA side. On August 31, Sanofi declared that the marketing application of Zenpazyme had been approved by the FDA. It is for the treatment of non-central nervous system symptoms in adult and pediatric patients with acid sphingomelinase deficiency, also known as ASMD. Zenpazyme is also the only drug approved specifically for the treatment of ASMD. It is regarded as a replacement therapy of hydrolytic lysosomal sphingomyelin-specific enzyme designed to replace deficient or defective acid sphingomyelinase. On September 2, Beringer Ingelheim declared that the marketing application of spesolimab, a first-in-class monoclonal antibody, had been approved by the FDA to treat generalized pustular psoriasis. GPP. This is the first GPP therapy approved by the FDA. In March 2022, its marketing application was included in the priority review by the CDE. On August 31, Ascendus Pharma declared that it had submitted a new drug application of TransConPTH to the FDA for adult patients with hypoparathyroidism. As a long-acting parathyroid hormone prodrug, administered once a day, TransCompTH aims to solve the short-term symptoms and long-term complications of adult hyperparathyroidism by parathyroid hormone to physiological levels over 24 hours. If approved, TransCompTH will become the first hormone replacement therapy to address the underlying cause of hypoparathyroidism. In the R&D section, multiple companies reported the results and data from their clinical trials or studies this week. On the 29th, DARE Bioscience announced that the interim analysis results of Phase 2B response study on sildenafil cream for the treatment of female sexual arousal disorder were positive, and the enrollment of all patients was planned to be completed in Q4 of this year, allowing for a top-line data announcement target of Q2 2023. Nevertheless, the company did not release the specific data of the interim analysis. Hangrei announced that its Phase 3 clinical research of dalpisiclib tablets combined with aromatase inhibitors for the treatment of HR-positive and HER2-negative advanced breast cancer had been determined by the Independent Data Monitoring Committee as the primary endpoint of progression-free survival and reached the presupposition standard in the interim analysis. Alnilum Pharmaceuticals reported positive results from the Phase 2 study of semdesirin for the treatment of adults with immunoglobulin A nephropathy. Semdesirin is a subcutaneously administered investigational RNA interference therapeutic targeting the C5 component of the complement pathway. Created by Alnilum's Enhanced Stability Chemistry GAL-NAC delivery platform, semdesirin is characterized by greater efficacy and stability.
It is being developed in partnership with Regeneron Pharmaceuticals for the treatment of complement-mediated diseases. Poxel announced on the 30th that its Phase 2 Destiny 1 study on deuterated arpioglitazone, also known as PXL065, for the treatment of non-alcoholic steatohepatis had reached the primary efficacy endpoint. The results indicate that PXLO65 can significantly reduce the biomarker level related to liver fat content and liver fibrosis. Based on the preclinical and clinical results, Poxel believes that PXLO65 may have a better therapeutic profile than pioglitazone for non-alcoholic steatohepatis, and may also have suitable properties for further development in other indications including adrenolagodistry. Jounce Therapeutics declared that the Phase 2 SELECT trial failed to reach the primary endpoint. The mid-stage was assessing voprotelumab, Jounce's inducible costimulatory agonist in combination with checkpoint pimivalumab, compared to pimivalumab monotherapy in the second-line treatment of immunotherapy-naive TISVOPRA biomarker-selected non-small cell lung cancer patients. Future Medical declared that the Phase 3 confirmatory clinical trial looking into MED3000 for the treatment of erectile dysfunction had reached the primary endpoint. MED3000 is a nitroglycerine transdermal preparation developed by Future Medical with its proprietary dermosis drug delivery technology. Once approved for marketing, MED3000 will become the first over-the-counter drug for the treatment of erectile dysfunction. HASCO declared on the 31st that the first phase 3 clinical trial of ciprofol injection in the United States had achieved preliminary statistical analysis results and reached the primary presupposition endpoint. Ciprofol injection is classified as intravenous anesthetics, whose active component ciprofol is a small molecule drug of R configuration isomer and a gamma-aminobutyric acid type A receptor agonist. Amgen announced that the Phase 3 Codebrea K200 study of KRAS inhibitor, Sotiracib, reached the primary endpoint of progression-free survival, demonstrating significant improvement over normal chemotherapy, docetaxel, in KRAS G12C mutated non-small cell lung cancer patients. Sotiracib has broken the dilemma of undruggable KRAS, making it the first KRAS G12C inhibitor in the world. In the business section of this week. On September 1, Novo Nordisk and Former Therapeutics jointly declared that they had reached a final agreement that Novo Nordisk would acquire Former Therapeutics with US$20 per share, a total share capital value of US$1.1 billion. The acquisition is expected to be completed in Q4 of this year, serving as a supplement to Novo Nordisk's pipeline in the field of rare blood diseases. Finally, in the listing section. Biocytogen, a company focusing on oncology and autoimmune diseases, was officially listed on the main board of the Stock Exchange of Hong Kong on September 1. Biocytogen plans to issue 21.75 million shares at a price of 25.22 Hong Kong dollars per share in this IPO, and the fundraising amount will be approximately 471 million Hong Kong dollars. The funds will be mainly used for the clinical development of the key products YHO3, YHO1, and the Project Integrum. That's all from us for now, but you can always access to pharmasources.com at any time to get more industry insights from China to the globe. This is weekly news review of the pharmaceutical industry from PharmaVibe. I'm Bertha, 
See you next time.